0: It's almost like a relentless mindset to just be the best I can. Every time I train, every time I'm in the gym, every time I'm doing my extras, every time we're with the team, like you just want to put your best foot forward, like you want to do as much as you can for the for the girls. And, and personally for me, like I'm so driven to be the best I can be.
1: Welcome to another episode of She Goat, the podcast that aims to celebrate women in sports who are killing it on and off the court. We dive into the stories of these remarkable women who are elite performers in what they do, but also human beings who experience failures, highs and lows, rejections, and so much more. Join me in exploring the strength, the courage, and the humanity that connect us all. These stories remind us that success is rooted into resilience, perseverance, and in the ability to face life's obstacles with grace and determination. I'm your host, Yolanda, and today's guest is going to be nothing short of inspiration. We have a powerhouse in the world of rugby. She's an Olympian, a world champion, and a force both on and off the field. Joining us today is the one and only Natasha Mo Hunt. She's a standout player for Gloucester, Harpery, and for the England national women's rugby team, also known as the Red Roses today's conversation is super interesting we are digging deep into the essence of teamwork trust and the role of a solid support network get ready for a chat that goes right to the heart of what it takes to play and excel in the world of rugby and beyond first of all congratulations on the new contract with the red roses with England women's national rugby team also known as red roses uh, you recently signed at 34. 34- so what really uh, blown me away was the some words from Charlie Heiter, the had a women's performance. She said that you keep pushing and really your mindset is what led you to have some of the best performance rugby uh, in the past year and that you really enhanced the Red Roses culture and you really bought into what they are aiming to achieve on and off the field so when you think about team sports uh, words like identity and culture come across really often and it's very hard to define them so i'm curious to know as a senior player on the team how do you help build a team that trusts each other a team of human beings that trust each other
0: yeah to be honest i haven't had that read back to me like charlie's a great guy like he's he's class and um it's, it's really humbling to hear like kind of stuff like that said about you but for me like with culture it's so easy you just like if you've got good people it kind of does it on its own like you don't really need to revisit it you don't need to talk about it I think when you get to an international setup everyone's so driven like all the girls want to win like there's a winning culture with Red Roses with England and um everyone just buys into that which is just a phenomenal place to be but to get the winning culture you have to do the graft, and I think the mutual respect across the team because of how hard everyone works is kind of what leads into our culture. Um and yeah that's just something like I've always prided myself on my work rate and making sure that I'm doing everything I can to put myself in the best place for the team. And hopefully that's kind of showing now. So yeah, that's kind of how I see it anyway.
1: When he said about your mindset that you keep pushing, you you're really locked in and you are really into the present moment. It's almost like a relentless mindset to just be the best
0: I can so every time I train every time I'm in the gym every time I'm like doing my extras every time we're with the team like you just want to put your best foot forward like you want to do as much as you can for the for the girls and and personally for me like I'm so driven to be the best I can be and I think that's kind of what he's alluding to in that statement but yeah it's it's quite easy when you care so much about it like I care so much about like the girls rugby the teams that I play in that actually like pushing myself to those limits every time I do it is for them as, as much as it is for me. And I think that kind of gets you through a lot more.
1: And so you start playing rugby when you were 17. And so you have a lot of, uh, you had successes and you played a lot. If you look back at your career and if you look at look back at some challenges, uh, what are those moments, those challenging moments that really made you appreciate the support system that you have and the bonds that you created with your with your teammates?
0: I think um, I can't really look past the most recent one, which was obviously not making the World Cup squad. So that to me was um, a huge challenge. Like mentally, I really struggled with it. Um, not because there was an expectation that I should be there or or whatever, but when you pour your heart and soul into something and you feel like you've done enough to achieve that goal, for, it, for you to kind of fall short at the last hurdle, when to be honest, I wasn't really expecting it. Like my teammates weren't really expecting it. So... That, that to me was a real challenge to then pick myself back up. And I'm so grateful for the people around me. So the Gloucester-Hartbury girls that were here at the time, my coach Sean Lynn was amazing, like all of the support staff. And then obviously my family as well. Um, Family and friends were incredible. Like I had so much love and support around me. And I think it's those moments that you you really appreciate everyone that is in rugby. I think in rugby, it's a special kind of person. Like they just care, like the values are very aligned, very similar. It's a mad sport, you're like running as hard as you can into someone that's hitting you as hard as they can. Um, so yeah, you've got to be of a, a certain mindset to even play the game, but everyone around it was incredible and I'll be forever grateful for like the way that people spoke to me, spoke about me and treated me through that
1: time. And when you lose a game or when you go to to through that challenge, how do you bounce back? So what's your first reaction and how do you you're able to talk yourself out of the of the bad moments?
0: I think for me like first reaction is always like quite an analytical one so um why did we like what happened where did we lose it like was there more that could have been done if there was what areas was it in like is it anything to do with me and my management that sort of thing um so when you lose a game I think for me I go quite process driven so it's like really like looking at the nitty-gritty of what happened and why it happened and then I come back out of that and try and piece together like where the momentum shifts work. Because rugby is a massive game of momentum. Like You've either got it or you need to get it back. And it's kind of ebbs and flows through the game like that. So there's always two, three, four massive moments in the game where the momentum shifts and, the, and it's how you get back on top after that. Um, so, yeah, just making sure that I go back through the game. I'm quite studious with that sort of stuff. Um, I love rugby. I've watched it for so many years. Um so making sure that like I kind of put all of that into practice and then learn from it is huge. I think every time you lose, you probably learn more than when you win. But it's still about making sure you're assessing both sides
1: of it. I like what you said, process oriented. because It's easy, <laughs> you know, to get lost, uh, at least for me, you know, in the result on what you want to achieve. And then you miss the process and now you can improve and adjust and iterate. Also, as you said, you watch the game, you re-watched a lot of study, you're very analytical. So you speak a lot about teamwork and you have to be a team player. And But at the same time, you want to be the best you can be. And so you have this delicate balance between achieving team harmony and at the same time pursuing uh, your ex- excellence. So how do you balance? How do you make sure that there is harmony between team harmony and your your performance. That's a
0: really that's a really good question. Like I've never had it put to me in that way before in terms of you like you want to be the best but also the teams like the teams more important than that. I think it's really interesting because I've never seen it like that. I could just I think because of my mindset. So potentially you ask other players, they might have a different answer to me. But I think for me, my drive to be the best I can be is so that our team is successful. So whatever that is and however that looks for whatever team, I'm fully bought into that system if that makes sense. So I play scrum half. So my job is to facilitate a lot. So I'm trying to get the best ball carriers on the ball. I'm trying to get the backs on the ball and there's space for them to to go and stuff. And um, and more recently, like in defence, like my role has changed. So I'm now on the end of the line, which I don't enjoy. I don't like being out there. I'd much rather be in amongst it, like in the thick of it, in the middle. And um, but it's what my coach wants for the team so there's no question about it you just do it because that's what's the right thing for the girls if that makes sense and um, so yeah it's, it's a really it's a really interesting concept I think my drive is always about the girls and that higher purpose of like us achieving as a squad because if we if i achieve we all achieve if that makes sense or like if we all achieve then i achieve personally as well so you kind of like like my mindset towards it is almost shifted like it's always been team first and that's just i guess like my own morals my own values and how i've been brought up as a from my parents back in the day
1: i love it because it's like team first <clears> that if you work if you work towards team uh, excellence that enables you the best you can be and the best athlete that you can be
0: 100 percent, yeah no I, I definitely think so and there are times where it is challenging like you want to do something but someone else is calling for it and like then it's about that instinct and that decision making like is it best for me to just move this ball or is it best for me to try and do something and and take them on to create that space um so it is a really fine line but i think again like as long as you always come back and you analyze so i have quite a lot of conversations with my 10 who's the player outside me just to make sure that I'm not stifling her play and, and she's happy with what I'm doing, especially across the heartbreak. So it's just that constant communication line of making sure that everyone's kind of getting what they need out of it and,
1: um, and we're all on the same page. Yeah, it made me think about Kobe Bryant's uh, quote. It's like, if I have to handle the team a bottle of water, I will do it. If I have to handle the team a towel, if I have to uh, dribble, I'll do whatever I have to do to make the team successful. These are not exact words, but, you know, it makes me think yeah. about you what you just said. Where do you see yourself in the next few years?
0: I'm loving what I'm doing at the minute. So, obviously... 2025 home world cup is on the radar like i know you have mentioned my age i try and stay away from that as much as i can <laughs> no you're fine you're fine i'm joking I, because i hate um, when they do
1: it with me you know no, they, and they're like, like oh but you don't look 32 and then i realized i did it with you i'm like like i hate you know, it and they do it with me so
0: you're fine you're fine i think it is um it does get spoken about a lot like in the game obviously um mm-hmm. sarah hunter was 37 when she captained the oh, oh, she's going to hate me if I get this wrong. I'm sure she was 37 when she captained the latest World Cup. Um, and she plays a very different game to what I do. Like, body is on the line constantly. Like, I'm much more of a handler, run around, try not to get tackled, that sort of thing. Um, so we know it can be done. But, yeah, 20, uh, 2025 is definitely on the radar. Like, I'd love to represent England in that World Cup. And then, who knows? Like, I'm fortunate enough that I've got a good job at Hartbury University at the moment. Um so looking after the under 23 transition girls, coaching a little bit on the Hartford University side, which I've done for the last few years, and I love that. Um, I do a bit of co-commentary, really, really enjoy that side of it. So, like the punditry and the co comms and stuff behind the camera. Like, I'd love to stay involved in rugby in some element. Um, so we'll see where what doors open and where that leads. Um, I'm just quite driven, so I'd love to some do cut something to do with like business, like do something for myself um but we'll see we'll see later down the line what that what that is
1: so you're a coach you're coaching young girls at university yeah. what type of coach are you so
0: the girls are like 18 plus so it's a university level um to get the best out of someone you have to understand them on a personal level so I really try and coach by understanding like the whole person and then trying to get the best out of them that way um I'd like to say that like, I do challenge them. I think one of my biggest things is if they don't make mistakes, then I'm not challenging them hard enough. So every time we do a session, I want balls to be going to floor. I want them to be like almost in that uncomfortable zone where they are making mistakes and because that's how you learn. But yeah, for me, I just, I want them to like know me as a person. I want them to know that I care, care about them as individuals. And then for me, that's how you get the best out of them.
1: You know, I was thinking what I would like to see, uh... More content on rugby, women's rugby, even on Netflix, these big specials that they're doing. Is there anything about the Red Roses? Or as never, I'm ignorant on this point. I may, I have to make some research, but I don't think I've seen anything, right?
0: No, there's um. we have O2 inside line. So we have um our own guy, Rory, he's behind the scenes with a camera. So he releases episodes like every couple of months. I think they used to be weekly when we were in camp. Um, so it gives you like a whole behind the scenes. They'll focus in on two or three athletes, maybe a coach who do who does like interviews and stuff and just pieces it all together. Um. So yeah, there is a little bit, but it's not it's not like on Netflix or anything like that.
1: So it, if you be, follow the England
0: rugby channels, it's kind of on there. It should
1: the, be. With the rise of women's sports and with the rise of uh, women's rugby, it should definitely, I think it's not going to be long till we will see on Netflix.
0: No, 100%. There's some characters in the game as well. There's some brilliant people involved in our sport, so it would be really cool to see them.
1: To see even the locker room and the atmosphere,
0: it would be fascinating. I think it's a very unique sport. Um, like you said, women's rugby is massively on the rise. Like, there's a unbelievable following that we've got now, especially as the Red Roses. Um, and I think people would be shocked to see like the limits and the the ways that the girls push themselves, especially when we're in England camps together. Um, it does get really brutal at times. So I think, I think my mum watched one of the O2 Inside Lines and was like you guys were like falling off the bikes like I can't believe it's just like it's just part and parcel like you don't even think about that stuff until it's kind of put in like the normal public domain and then when your mums are commenting on it saying what is going on here um it kind of brings it back to life but yeah it would be it would be fascinating to have the behind the scenes stuff
1: yeah I think fan wants it and people want to see more content about women's Mm -hmm. sports they're interested and they're interest is rising fans want to see more and it's like build it and they will come so give more content and they will watch it 100% preach yeah amen Okay, that's a wrap for today. Thanks to Natasha Mohant for joining me and for sharing her insights and her experience, her journey. So this is the last episode of the year and I hope it has left you feeling inspired. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe, share and review as your support really helps to continue bringing you stories of these phenomenal women in sports. I'm Yolanda, this is She Goat and I'm signing off for the year. Thanks for tuning in.